At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. My guys in the desert on a Monday afternoon from the South Point Sportsbook. Matt Humans, Vinny Maiulo coming along here in about five minutes out of the straight out of the eye of the hurricane is Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. But uh, Vinny, let's talk hey, uh, NFL preseason. It's in the books now, it and is. Uh, we have some numbers to recap. Favorites? How about this? Thirteen one and one straight up in Week Three. Nine five and one against the spread. Favorites 34-12-1 straight up overall, 23-22-2 against the spread, which mm-hmm. means odds makers are doing their job there, right? Under the total, 28-20 and 20, uh, for the entire preseason. That's 11-4 and four over in week three, close the gap to uh, 28-20 for the unders. But um, I think from all the bookmakers I've talked to, and you can confirm or deny the handle was really strong in this preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, w- would you consider it a win or a loss for the book? I would consider it a win, Matt. I uh, did uh, chat with, I know you talked to Chris Andrews uh, as you were recapping the weekend with uh, with our colleagues in the industry. And certainly, I think the first week was the was the biggest week. You know, and we had talked, uh, I personally thought that we could uh, equal or possibly even exceed, but definitely equal uh, in these three preseason weeks, what we saw in 2019 with four. Didn't quite get there. Uh, but the, the fact that it matter, but the response was good. I mean, you, you know, it, it just shows you the power of football and mm-hmm. what that fourth week would have meant. And I think a lot of it had to do with maybe the confusion this third week, Matt, because some teams did treat it as a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Some t- some treated it as just a dress, <laughs> you, know, a bad, you know, a bad outfit. But uh, but that's okay. I mean, uh, the response was good. Uh, couldn't be uh, couldn't be happier that uh, football's here for the next six months. Yeah, some teams had no dress rehearsal. Yeah, they did. The Rams, the Cowboys, you know, Packers? just a couple of the teams, really, really Packers, teams with uh, no yeah. dress rehearsal at all. Yeah. So it's a little bit different preseason, but uh, I can say personally, I bet a lot in week one, just a little in week two, and then uh, ramped it up a little bit more in week three. But uh, everybody's looking forward to the NFL regular season, and now we focus on futures bets in week one. But uh, the Jaguars is going to be, a, I think, a, an intriguing team to watch this year. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall draft pick. Gets extensive playing time against the Cowboys over the weekend. 11 of 12, 139 yards, two touchdowns, and three drives with the first-team offense. Cowboys were playing backup defenders. Uh, The Jaguars won that game 34-14 to finish off an 0-4 preseason for the Cowboys. Um, You know, last week, I think everybody who's watching the NFL preseason thought, yeah, you got to play the Jaguars under six and a half. That win total was seven at mm-hmm. some spots. Some but spots, yeah. It looked like how is that team going to go from two and fourteen to seven wins? 
and I think uh, Jaguars probably feeling a little bit better about their offense after the the game in Dallas. Not that it means that much, so. Yeah, I mean they they did get the betting attention too, Matt. Again, uh, Dallas opened as one and a half point favorites in their fourth preseason mm-hmm. game, right? Them and the, they and the Steelers had four preseason games because they were both in the uh, in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, game did close here at the South Point with the Jags as four point favorites. So it looked, I think everybody had a sense that uh, uh, that the Cowboys were not going. Certainly, we weren't going to see Dak Prescott or any of the regulars and uh, the uh, the. Jags tried to turn things around, and they did. Um, I, you know, Matt, we were talking last week, a team that you felt, you know, we were, we were throwing some teams out there we thought should have some uh, uh, room for concern. I mentioned the Eagles. I think the Cowboys have some room for concern, even with even though it was preseason. There were four games, Matt, that there were really not a, a lot of great signs, and I realized that a lot of the regulars <laughs> right, didn't play, right. but I think – uh, I've got to tell you, you know, and I know the division's wide open, but man, I know they and they've got a lot, on, you know, coming back starting starter wise and talent wise. But uh, I don't know. I think I'd be a bit concerned depth wise uh, uh, for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have a lot of concerns. We uh, Dak Prescott did not mm-hmm. play in the preseason, yeah. obviously, and you don't know what you're going to get on that opening Thursday night with the Cowboys at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Bill Belichick's great quotes. We still have a lot of decisions to make. When asked about the quarterback situation in New England, he's undecided on Cam or Mac as the Patriots quarterback in week one. Will it be Newton? Will it be the rookie Jones? Uh, the Patriots looked really good in this preseason, 3-0, and even though they stuck betters with a uh, bad beat on a Hail Mary by the Giants <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, I think the Patriots look like one of, one of the most improved teams in the league, and I'm okay. I've got Patriots futures in my pocket. I'm okay if it's a rookie at quarterback. No, I think you're, you're going to be just fine, Matt. But Bill Belichick says that during a, uh, during a week of regular season. So, well, well <laughs> at least he's being consistent. I'm with you, though. I think they're going to be improved. A lot of college football betting talk on today's show. Jimmy Ott from Baton Rouge and Brian Edwards from Florida check in next. guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook on a Monday, and Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio Baton Rouge is our special guest today in studio, straight out of the eye of the hurricane, and what's it like back in Louisiana? You talked to some people, I'm sure, back there, uh, from what I see, Louisiana, uh, most of Louisiana, at least the parts of uh, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, knocked out, no power. Yeah, yeah uh, 100% knocked out in, in New Orleans. So I grew up in New Orleans, live in Baton Rouge, and so I checked Baton Rouge, about 85%, you know, out of power there. So, you know, a week from Sunday with that Packers-Saints game, that's, that's going to be real iffy if they're going to have that in the Superdome. The uh, Oklahoma game at Tulane, Uptown New Orleans, has already been moved. And I talked to Chris Andrews earlier. You get refunds if you have that uh, already. So I got a ticket on the Packers minus two and a half. So I was a little iffy about the Saints this year. So I guess that'll be a refund if they move it. But uh, we'll see. It's uh, All the schools are closed, obviously, businesses. But we're kind of used to it. A lot of uh, one of our main uh, electricity suppliers, uh, a company called Entergy, Big tower just blew it right in the river. So uh, AT&T services all down. So a lot of old oak trees and things like that, knocking down power lines, uh, you know, in the streets and stuff like that. So the, the cleanup starts now. So we're kind of used to it. A little bit better result, though. The levees held. The pumping station mm-hmm. worked. Not like uh, Katrina 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Ida hit uh 
New Orleans yesterday. Yeah. And uh, destruction in its wake, no doubt about it. Like you said, unfortunately, people in uh, New Orleans too used to uh, dealing yeah. with situations like this. And um, LSU football team left Baton Rouge. This is a tweet from Ross Dellinger of uh, SI. Mm-hmm. Tigers left Baton Rouge at 9.30 last night, arrived at 8 in the morning in Houston, where they will stay in practice this week. Uh, because of evacuation traffic, it took the team buses more than 10 hours to make the uh, trip to Houston. Uh, do you think that's going to disrupt the uh, rhythm of the uh, LSU? That's just guesswork this week. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the type of thing you want to have happen on uh, game week. No, and uh, Ross is a good friend of mine. He was on the LSU beat for the local paper, The Advocate, before he took the SI jobs. So he's always plugged in pretty good. But, uh, yeah, they had to get out of there and try and – Try and, uh, you, know, damp, you know, soften the blow a little bit. But, man, it's at least you're on the road in the first game as opposed to this Saturday, which would have, you know, like that Arizona State game, uh, Les Miles' first game. You know, Les was all excited that, uh, that, you know, they pulled one out at the end with Jamarcus Russell hitting early, you said, on the fourth down from the 50-yard line and everybody else back home without any powers about to string him up. I mean, <laughs> you know, Les was – that was the first of uh, many Les Miles moments, man. <laughs> eventful to say the least. Jimmy Ott of uh, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. You can follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Ott 1045. Really fancy Twitter page he's got set up there. (laughs) (laughs) But you do a sports betting show down there, which is great. And you have a lot of VSIN guests on there. We've been talking about this LSU-UCLA game Mm -hmm. uh, most of the summer. And uh, Vinny, where did Chris open this here at the South Point? Was it two? Yeah, we actually opened it four, man. And we did games of the year uh, back in uh, in the spring. And then, and then when we rehung it, it really went back and forth uh, to three and four. Three and four. Game uh, of the year, he opened two, though. Opened right? two in the game of the year. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then four, it got bet up to four. And that went back and forth a little bit between uh, uh, three and a half and four. Now back down to, uh, to three and a half after. I think that actually didn't happen after. Uh, the Brennan announcement at quarterback, it actually happened uh, when, uh, when when the weather started to come into, uh, yeah, into Chris, the area talk, a few I, days ago. I had Chris on last week. Yeah. It was at four at the time, yeah. and I asked him, I said, let's play bookmaker here. If UCLA wins and wins impressively, will you move it down to three? He says, no, he's not going to do it. I said, well, I think you're going to get some action if they look impressive. Uh-huh. And so I think that's what it is. I actually got it at two and a half at Beau Rivage in Biloxi. Okay. So uh, in last time I was here, I saw it at four and a half some places. So it's bounced around. A little bit, getting a little two-way action, but a little bit of concern about UCLA having that uh, that first game. You know, even our buddy Nick Saban would always tell us you make the most improvement from game one to game two, and and I'm a believer in that. And so, and traditionally, SEC teams have had a tough time going out to the Rose Bowl. You know, even Peyton Manning's uh, first appearance ever with Tennessee, they got beat in a Rose Bowl against mm-hmm. UCLA. I remember Alabama losing to UCLA, coming off of uh, an SEC title with Freddie Millens. He returned a punt for a touchdown, and they got beat badly after that so there's going to be this the weather will cut into the uh the amount of people traveling but it's still going to be uh, a strong contingency of uh, lsu fans the alumni association had to cut them out at uh, their tailgate party at 2000 so we, we can't have y'all just taking over the whole place they're gonna be on a driving range over at uh by the rose bowl which yeah. uh, i'll be attending and uh but uh this will be a better team of course they're going to be somewhere between 2019 and 2020 all right but they have a lot of linemen on both sides of the line scrimmage returning. They have a true rotation where they go eight deep uh, up front on the defensive line. And, you know, Max Johnson is the son of an NFL quarterback, a Super Bowl champion, and he was prepared for this. Now, it got a level of play, maybe something like Joe Burrow's first year Mm -hmm. in 2018, but the Brennan injury 
kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise that he got all the reps with the number ones. That was going to be a very tight quarterback battle. But right before uh, camp started, he gets all the reps with the ones, which I think was valuable. All right, so uh, Miles Brennan suffers an arm injury. Was that late July, Fishing. early uh, August? Like the week before camp, like late July, yeah. Fishing, you said? Yeah. Bay St. Louis, he's out fishing, fell in a boat, broke his arm. Contact yeah. sports fishing, man. <laughs> we didn't know that. Max Johnson takes over at a quarterback, and uh, Max Johnson had a couple starts last year, and I thought it looked pretty good in those two starts. You know, the Bruins looked good last week uh, against Hawaii. I don't know if that was more uh, Hawaii just really playing poorly it's and tough look, to tell. looking unprepared, or UCLA is that much better. But UCLA wins the game 44-10. to 10. I took 18 with Hawaii and got stuck with a loser there. The Hawaii defense looked bad. I watched the tape of the game again this morning, and it looked like uh, the Hawaii team just met up on the morning of the game without a practice. It was uh, mm-hmm. a pretty poor performance. So I really don't know at this point if you UCLA is that much better. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a quarterback, I still think he got some concerns. I didn't think he was lights out in his performance against Hawaii. And the strength of this uh, Bruins team is going to be running the ball. Uh, They got two really good backs. And they ran all over Hawaii for 244 yards and could have run for a lot more. You're not going to be able to run the ball on LSU like that, right? I, I, I don't think so. No. Uh, you know, and, and LSU averages a, as a top five recruiting class every year. You know, Chip Kelly, it's one thing that he's struggled with since he's been over at uh, UCLA. They're somewhere around the 40th ranked uh, recruiting class. I understand, you know, rivals in 24-7 sports are going to sell more subscriptions to LSU fans than they will UCLA. So they're doctored up a little bit. <laughs> but still, uh, the you know, LSU for like five years under Miles consecutive had the most players in the NFL. Obviously, it's Alabama, but they're still number three. There's a lot of talent that comes through there. And, you know, Chip Kelly is kind of, you know, that explosive offense with all the, the, the tempo that he had in New Hampshire and Oregon. Now he's tight end heavy. A lot of multiple tight end sets, and they're going to try and outnumber LSU uh, up front. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Martinez, the two games on Saturday, they just have not developed as a pass. You know, they're great athletes. They're trying mm-hmm. to turn into quarterbacks. But, you know, their accuracy, they really do struggle. I don't think that this game, uh, this LSU game, has moved, Matt, as much as a result of Saturday. And I think if you, you know, if you gave uh, the Tigers the option, hey, we'd love to have had a game before this mm-hmm. one, too, they would have taken it. And you can't, you know, good for UCLA to get from reps in. But I think the fact that uh, LSU's been disrupted, uh, because I'm with you, I don't think it was this overwhelming performance. It was just a, that's a class issue as well, let's mm-hmm. face it. I mean, we did get as high as 18. That's what we closed it, so. 44-10, UCLA opens the season uh, with a big victory against Hawaii. All right, week zero, as Vinny likes to call it. I knew he'd get that. <laughs> Favorites 4-1 and one straight up and against the spread. Now, I did have uh, one dog that came through there in Illinois. I think a lot of guys I know played Illinois. Uh, Moneyliner took the points, and uh, the Illini upset Nebraska. Uh, and made the uh, Cornhuskers look bad. I think it's going to be a long year for Nebraska. But under the win total is six and a half on that team, and that's not the type of start Scott Frost wanted to get off to. And you talked about uh, Martinez, a quarterback for Nebraska, and he just is uh, not accurate enough as a passer, makes key mistakes. Sloppy performance all around by the Cornhuskers. Uh, So that's another case where I don't know if Illinois is that good, 
And Nebraska was just that bad as well in that game on Saturday. But we're, we're going to talk about an Illinois game coming up this week, too. It's going to be interesting. You never know with these distractions how they will play out, how they will affect a game. But, I mean, Scott Frost doesn't have the, uh, the best uh, administrative support when they're turning themselves in. I mean, yeah. you want to go down to some SEC schools and see what you know if their consultants or analysts are doing a little bit more. Uh, I mean, so uh, that's, that's, that's surprising. But, you know, you, t- you mentioned Martinez. He was a Tennessee commitment until Frost took the job from Central Florida, and he was his big guy. He was basically promised him to start immediately, and he was going to build that program. So he was such a key figure in trying to launch that program, and he just has not uh, – it's just not improved one bit as a passer. Late money on uh, the uh, Illini again, Matt. Six and a half we closed that game. Again, we opened it at eight and a half, and uh, – Last time we went to six and a half, uh, we they laid it and uh, we got the we got the seven. But uh, Illinois money did show. Uh, that's why we closed at six and a half. Did show uh, a bit. Uh, some folks uh, uh, took two ten to uh, two twenty on the uh, on the money line as well. I talked to Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook director, yesterday. He said that uh, probably a small loser for the book and college football opening weekend. Handle was strong, but. Vinny, uh, the one dog that a lot of people liked was Illinois. And other than that, four favorites came in in the, in the five games on the board. Yeah, and again, it, the, the response was good, Matt. I, I, you know, even though and, and again, it was coupled with uh, some uh, some preseason NFL as well. So those two, the, the college and pro football took over uh, for baseball, even though it was some pretty decent baseball matchups as well. Well, NFL preseason was odd this year, huh? Because it used huh? to be with a four-game schedule, maybe your starters won series or not at all. Then the second game would be a quarter and the third game would be a half and not at all in the fourth but you had all kinds of different approaches by the different coaches and if you found out some information you really did have an advantage favorites 13 one and one straight up in week three of the in the preseason and over the weekend college favorites four and one so Vinny, do the math that's 17 two and one straight up for the favorites yeah saturday was overall not a not a good day uh, for the house well yesterday was a little bit better uh, but uh no question that the betters got uh, overall the better of it uh, on uh, on Saturday. Good start for them. Plenty of bullets. Reload. Oh, yeah. It's a long season. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio Baton Rouge with us. Sorry, 163-164 on the rotation. What do we do with this game? Oklahoma Tulane, and it's now going to be at a different location. Jimmy, you have a bet on this game. No, no, I got one on the uh, Green Bay and uh, Saints. Oh, I thought you, I thought you said you told Chris Andrews you had a bet on the Tulane game. No, okay. no, I asked him what you know what happened to Green Bay tickets, uh, just Saints tickets if they move the venue, and they're refunding Oklahoma Tulane, and yeah. uh, you know already. So I don't know if they're going to go like to Houston or if they're just going to move it to Norman. So I haven't I haven't heard anything announced. So Vinny, well, yeah. it's off the board. Off the board right now, Matt. But it, by the time we went off the board it was up five and a half points to 27 and a half mm-hmm. uh, even though the game was going to be uh, at Tulane so what do you do Matt again well where is it going is it going to be played at all another case in point for uh, and again on you know it's, it's part of the uh, the situation and then and, and this time of year where there are cancellations due to hurricanes or storms and things like that where uh, Chris made the call to to go with regular season wins for conference games only because now if this game doesn't get played if you've got a season win total on either of these teams, it should be no action. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Tulane's used to this again. I mean, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, 16 years ago with Katrina, they yeah. played all road games uh, that year as well. So, I mean, uh, and that's an odd thing. I mean, uh, to get uh, a headline, um, you know, a program like Oklahoma to come into Yeoman Stadium is really it's it's different. So yeah. because uh, they they went up to uh, Norman last year, I believe, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, 28 point favorites, and I don't really have a 
uh, an opinion either way on that. Well, you'll say, Vinny, if this game gets moved to Norman, uh, you adjust that line to 31. Oh, you got to move it yeah. at least four points. You got to bump it up, no question, considerably. All right, Jimmy Ott, uh, how about Alabama, Miami, and right now. Now, this is the line. I know Chris Andrews opened around 13.5 on the games of the year. It's up to 18.5. I see it. 19 out there at William Hill. Uh, Jimmy, what do you expect from the uh, Crimson Tide and the Hurricanes in Atlanta? You know, they're always reloading, but this year especially, they are replacing so many uh, key parts. But Saban has uh, been he's undefeated uh, in these neutral site uh, season openers. You know, and the first one was when basically cost Tommy Bowden his job when Clemson was preseason number six, and they just routed them uh, in Atlanta. And so he's played BYU, Virginia Tech, USC, and they've always won and all covered, but the one time against Virginia Virginia Tech when Tech uh, backdoored them in Texas. So I, I knew when Chris opened this up, I think it was like 13. 13 yeah. on the games of the year back in the spring. Yeah. And we had Chris on that day, and I was like, man, they're going to flood you with Alabama money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and especially in the South. I, they don't even look at a number. It says, give me Bama, give me Bama, give me Bama. And uh, so that's uh, I know Miami has uh, all their, the entire offensive line returning. Uh, Derek King is, you know, he's got an injury that he's dealing with. But Bama's so tough to go against in this spot. Mm -hmm. You know, Jimmy, uh, here in, uh, you said it in the South, give me Alabama. Here in Southern Nevada, it's the same thing. Uh, this game is up to, uh, to 19. Here. How about 185, 186? Actually, no, let's go to 187, 88. Louisiana Lafayette, Texas, and Louisiana catching Eight and a half. That number was a little bit higher at some places. At one point, what was the highest number here? Used to, I'm sorry, we used ten, but we had nine on games of the year. They laid it when we reopened it, Matt. Ten, and now it's down to eight and a half. I just, I just picked up a sheet here at South Point. It had ten. So that was the opener. Okay. When, okay. Yeah. That's the opener. Yeah. And always list the openers on the our sheet. Our buddy Paul Stone is a big supporter of uh, Louisiana uh, in this spot, and you know I think Billy Napier because they didn't, you didn't use a year of eligibility. I thought he was on his way out last year to get a good job. I think with everybody coming back and him having another good year, maybe it's after this year. But his name is popping around a lot of different areas for a big-time job after this. Uh, Levi Lewis, another year. He's a four-year starter at quarterback, really good athlete. And, you know, that, a little bit of a head-scratching hire with Sarkeesian at Texas. I mean, come on, Vinny, you could have run that offense and put up 50 a game with Alabama's personnel last year. <laughs> I'd have put up as many make those over-betters happy. But, but, I mean, everybody wants a piece of the saving system and things like that. I mean, you go there, as, and so here he is. And Texas is arguably one of the best jobs in all of college football. All right, that's Jimmy Ott, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. We're going to get his uh, college best bets next and uh, talk about that Packers-Saints game, which is scheduled for the Superdome in the week one. My guys in the desert. OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats. OddsTrader.com. Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio. Baton Rouge. And with us, you get five more minutes with Jimmy, and that's it today. He's got places <laughs> to go, people to see, and he's got a lot of best bets in college football. You reeled them off. I, didn't, I couldn't write them down fast enough. All right, so... 
Tell the uh, the viewers and the listeners what's on your card so far this week in college uh, First football. one is uh, Friday night. You talk about significant line movement already. Uh, open up seven here at the South Point. I think it's at three now. Uh, Michigan State and Northwestern. Northwestern. This is a complete fade against Northwestern where this is the year of 16, 17, 18 returning starters are, are, you know, are common in college football. Not so much with the Wildcats and Northwestern. And they lose in two first rounders. They were really good yeah. last year. They're very competitive oh, yeah. in a Big Ten championship game as well against Ohio State, but this is a complete fade. More than confidence in Michigan State, this is a fade of Northwestern, and if they go down, I'm, I'm going against them the following week as well, but I'm, Northwestern's kind of one of my fade teams. That, a program like that just can't handle uh, the, the amount of losses that they had. Vinny, I saw that number as high as seven. At we open at seven, man. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's been a steady stream of Spartan money here, as uh, Jimmy indicated. We're down to three, so yeah, this will it'll be a decision. All right, Jimmy, fire away. What Miami, else? Ohio, and Cincinnati. Uh, I know Matt. You and I both had Cincinnati ahead of an, uh, the money line as well in the bowl game against <laughs> Georgia. Still trying to figure out how they lost that one, but they have a ton returning. There's some stability, you know, it's continuity with uh, Fickle as their coach, and they have an athlete that they've turned into quarterback who's getting better. Better and better and better throwing the football. Yeah. Uh, their defense is legit. And, you know, they're a team that's got a shot with their schedule because they got two mm-hmm. big time opponents in Notre Dame and Indiana outside of uh, the American. I think they're looking to uh, impress some of the voters, and I'm, I'm going to lay 23 and a half. Desmond Ritter is that quarterback for the Bearcats. All right. What else you play? I've, I, I know you're going to play the Georgia Clemson game. Yes. Yeah. Which side? Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. JT Daniels was not my favorite uh, guy at USC. You know, he's starting when he should have been a high school senior, but he has shown some uh, humility and uh, just kind of uh, matured a little bit in, in Athens. You know, he just got his NIL deal. He's splitting it with all of his teammates, you know, because the quarterbacks are getting paid so much more than everybody else. Georgia has recruited so well year after year. Um, and finally, Daniels gives their offense uh, some explosive elements. And uh, I don't uh, don't like losing Pickens to the ACL in spring. He's coming back maybe November, December. I don't like losing Eric Gilbert, the LSU transfer. He's a man-child. But he's got some personal issues that he's trying to get through. So some young receivers will have to step up for the passing game. But I think they've got everything in place to uh, to make it to the, fi- the Final Four this year. Uh, you also played LSU at what number? LSU at two and a half. Okay. But I would lay it at four uh, as well, or three and a half, wherever mm-hmm. it is. And I just think, hey man, start the hot seat if they don't beat UCLA. I know it's maybe some uh, some SEC arrogance, but very few people uh, in the South expect UCLA to be able to match up right. uh, with, uh, with LSU. And so, you, there's championship hangovers, and then there's the pandemic championship hangover that LSU and Ogeron just did not handle well. And so the opt-outs, guys showing up out of shape and things like that. So All right, it, let's get to the rest of your best bets here. We're going to run out of time. Nevada plus sure. four okay. against Cal. Yep. Uh, I like them. Uh, you know, as an outside pick to win the conference as well. One of my favorite uh, stories last year was San Jose State. USC, the branding, you're always going to get a little bit of an inflated line, getting some value there. They look really good. Would you get 14, 14 and a half? What, what, is, uh, San Jose? what is it right now, Vinny? 14, it opened up 16. 14. Yeah. You got 16? Yeah. And a few years ago, remember Oregon State's best team ever when they just uh, routed uh, Notre course. Dame in the Fiesta yeah. Bowl, yeah. Jonathan Smith, the quarterback? He redshirted his entire recruiting mm-hmm. class a few years ago, and they've gotten better and better. I think, uh, you know, catching some points at West Lafayette is uh, a side I like as I well. I took Oregon State plus seven and a half in that one. Uh, did you have another player? Was that it? That's it. Okay. 
That's enough. Ole Miss that's two Monday night. There you go. I bet you, I bet <laughs> you're, down. you're going to have more by uh, Saturday, but that's what you got so far. Uh, Jimmy, and you also played the week one game, Packers and Saints. But uh, we don't know what's going to happen with that. We hope it's going to go off next uh, Sunday. It's a Superdome. Salary cap. They have been trying to, you know, kind of kick the can with the salary cap for so many years with Breeze. You know, is it going to come another year? So it, they really attacked their roster in the offseason. And now they've got suspensions. Now they've got injuries. And so they're just really, really thin. Um, Winston, as I told you last time, that was not a real quarterback competition. I'm not sure why, uh, you know, Peyton kind of played it out that way. But Winston would have given him a better chance of beating the Bucks in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. The one pass he throws, there's nobody down deep. Yeah. And they just they just there's so much congestion underneath, you know, with Breeze. So, you know, it's uh I, I like Green Bay uh, in that spot when it's two and a half. All right. He's on the Packers, he's fading the Saints in the season opener. They do have some problems with Michael Thomas. I think the Saints have some issues. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Ott from ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. Hey man, thanks for stopping by. Have a good time in Pasadena this weekend. Thanks for having me. Enjoy. All right. Enjoy. Back in a couple minutes. Now that the uh, NFL preseason is in the books, it's a perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIM Pro Football Betting Guide. It's only $19.99 and available now. Profiles of every team, advanced stats, power ratings, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and a lot more. Sign up for VSIM All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. That's a deal. Sign up now at vcin.com. So I subscribe. Vinny, have you had a chance to check out the Pro Football Betting Guide? Both it's, of them and the college. I know it's a, uh, it's a long a read. Job. There's a lot of information, a lot to read, and a lot of numbers packed in that Pro Football Betting no Guide. No fluff, though. It's, it's good. It's concise. No, I'm serious. I think you guys did a great job. No doubt. Well done on both, uh, both guides. All right, yeah, don't forget about the college guys, yes. too, which is uh, Even though still the valuable started, because a lot of teams yes. have not kicked off the That's season right. yet. Thanks to Jimmy Opp from ESPN Baton Rouge for stopping by the studio here the first half hour today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a uh, difficult situation down there in Louisiana yeah. with the hurricane hitting. I know some other people live down there without power. Uh, Jimmy was lucky to get out to Vegas before the weekend. And uh, he's going to head over to Pasadena for the LSU-UCLA game. We'll talk more college football with Brian Edwards, a Vegas insider, in hour number two. And Brian's got a bunch of plays in college football as well. Uh, Vinny, the Yankees' win streak came to an end over the weekend. They went to Oakland, uh, winners of 11 straight. They won the first two games in the series and then dropped the final two games. And last night, a Tony Kemp home run uh, beat the Yankees 3-1. to And uh, they have now dropped two in a row. How about this? You you win 13 straight. You look up at the standings, and you're still six games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Matt, it's amazing when you look at how hot some teams have been. And they've they've gained ground because they gained ground on others, right, in the Yankees' case, mainly uh, against the Red Sox. But... Uh, you know the Dodgers are probably saying the same thing, and there's still three games uh, back of the uh, Giants in the loss column. I mean, uh, the A's with two big wins, Matt. They needed those two. They needed to split out uh, with the with the Yankees because they couldn't gain any ground against right. uh, the Astros uh, in the uh, in the AL West. Uh, now the Angels, Yankees are playing the Angels today. I don't. The Angels have still not. Uh, 
named a starter, but you're going to see the Yankees about a dollar seventy seventy five, Matt, and a total on this game uh, probably around nine. Corey Kluber, the uh, name starting pitcher for the Yankees. Yanks, yeah. yeah, you see 170, maybe a little bit higher out yeah. there on the Yankees. We don't know who the Angels starter is going to be. It's not going to be it's Shohei Otani. Show <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the uh, Yankees trying to bounce back after losing two in a row at Oakland, still trailing Tampa Bay by six. Yesterday it was Tony Kemp, who's not a home run hitter, but he uh, lined a two-run shot in the eighth inning off Chad Green. Yeah. Yankees just can't get that back into the bullpen quite figured out. Matt, but, that's you know, Achilles. that's true with a lot of teams. Yeah, that's uh, that's their Achilles, right? I mean, they've gotten some good starting pitching in the middle relief, but uh, for them to uh, advance, <clears throat> to get to the postseason uh, with about 30 games to go and to advance and to have a successful postseason, they're going to have to sort out that uh, the back end of that bullpen for sure. Vinny, let's talk Red Sox and Rays at the drop in Tampa, and we'll throw up the uh, wild card graphic as well. Uh, but Luis Patino going to start this game for the Rays. Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. What do you have? Tampa Bay is a favorite. Yep, Tampa, Matt, uh, getting the betting attention here. Up 15 cents from the dollar twenty-five opener, now sitting at a dollar forty. Total on the game from eight and a half to now nine. Under favored there, and uh, the Rays. Minus one and a half and plus 40. So uh, they did take 50 and 55 with the Rays on the run line, too. Well, gets the Red Sox. Well, I think it's tough to bet the Red Sox in this spot. And the Rays, mm. you know, how about this, Vinny? Uh, the Rays are 18 and 1 against the Baltimore Orioles this season. Yeah, well. I mean, we marvel at, the, at their record, which is something to marvel at. They're 34 games over 500, but 17 of those. Yeah. But they take care. Of, they right. take care of business, man. You got to take care of business against the bad do. teams, right? By the way, this is the first of four this week between these two, and then there's a. Uh, they've got a series in between, and then they play uh, in Boston next right. week. Uh, let's go ahead and mention uh, Astros and Mariners. Luis Garcia and Chris Flexen and uh, Astros road favorites, and the A's trying to play catch up in that division. Yeah, I'm at uh, 55. That's what the opener was. Uh, still is right there. So looked at it before we came in. Uh, getting tickets, uh, betting on both. You know, these Mariners are still fighting for for a, a, a wild card spot. So it's going to be a long shot, but uh, still, give them give them credit. They never they never quit. They were uh, Chris Russo, Christopher Mad Dog Russo was a big believer in the Mariners uh, going into the season. So he was uh, he was spot on with them. But the Astros dollar fifty five here, even money on the run line and eight and a half. For the for this total, Matt. I don't know many people who are big believers in the Mariners or the Giants. We'll talk National League in the uh, next segment. Let's take a look at the uh, wild card standings. And um, the Rays right now six games in front of the Yankees, eight in front of the Red Sox. White Sox have a ten game lead in the division, wow. and the Astros up five and a half. Vinny, uh, right now the Yankees two games up on the first wild card. The Red Sox mm-hmm. uh, right there, and the A's two and a half back. Mariners four and a half. Blue Jays five and a half and Indians nine. And it, it, I think it really looks like a three-way race uh, for two spots. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the Yankees who have seemed to, you know, uh, have gotten things corrected here, especially with the lineup, with, uh, with the, their ability to score runs. Head-to-head still are uh, going to have to do well against the, the other Red Sox. And, uh, and the Rays, they've still got a series with the Rays. Uh, A's and Mariners uh, hanging around, Matt. And, again, those Blue Jays, very competitive. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, A's, Yankees, Red Sox, A's, obviously. At this point, I would not bet on the Yankees catching the Rays from behind. Not for first and, place, uh, right? I wouldn't bet on the A's catching the Astros from, from behind. So. so they're playing for wild card spots at this point, right? Yeah, those three teams, you, you hit it on the head. Yankees, Red Sox, and, and A's right there. Uh 
Anybody else? Mariners, Mariners what? Four games out in the loss column behind the uh, Red I just, Sox. I, I still don't believe in the Mariners making a, a big push here to get there, but uh, well, it's not out they're of not, They're not going away, Matt, right? They're, I mean, they're still hanging around. There's, uh, that's what's interesting about it. And uh, But the Red Sox, Red Sox, at least they played better this uh, this past week, right? I mean, uh, well, Red Sox are 6-4 and four in their past 10. That was better when and, uh, yeah, they were staying alive. That. The Tampa Bay Rays, the hottest team in baseball right now. You also have to consider they've been beating up on the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. But again, the the Rays have won seven straight. They take uh, they're eleven to twelve, seven straight. They take care of business, Matt. The, the, you, look, the thing about the Rays is great, great coaching, great, great uh, scouting to, uh, report, and they just get next man up attitude, and they they don't have to worry about. The front end, the back end, or the middle of that, the way they pit, the way they just approach it. They don't get caught mm-hmm. up in it. They just, let's go. Get out there, throw strikes, stay ahead of hitters, timely hitting, and you got to give them credit for that. They're, they're, uh, they're not, they're not going to get, uh, the Yankees or the Red Sox are not going to pass them. I can't see it. Our producer, Matt Neverett's going to play in the Red Sox Rays game. Doesn't and he wants to make sure everybody knows about it. Over nine. He's playing it over nine, Vinny. Over nine in the Red Sox race. Well, that's how it got from eight and a half to nine. Matt Neverett. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back, we'll talk National League. What happened to the Dodgers the Ooh. last couple of days, especially yesterday? Ooh. The Dodgers. Ooh. Wow. You get shut out by the Rockies, who are terrible on the road. We'll talk about that next. OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. Vinny, how dramatic was that playoff in golf yesterday? The BMW Championship. And at one point, it looked like Bryson DeChambeau couldn't lose and Patrick Cantlay blew it. And uh, before you know it, Patrick Cantlay is the winner after six playoff holes. I thought that it was the best Bryson DeChambeau uh, touch game, if you will, a little finesse, Matt. You know, I mean, it's obviously he hits the ball a ton. I thought that his short game was good. To, and then when Cantley put the ball in the water, what was that on 16, I think? I I thought it was over. Looked like it was over. Right? And then you go to a six-hole playoff. Terrific. Um, and they Back bet, and forth. They bet uh, DeChambeau uh, from 25 to 1. He was... He had the most tickets and the most money on him. Yeah, Wes here. Reynolds of uh, Long Shots and obviously numerous V-Cent shows. Wes recommended DeChambeau 25 to 1 last week. Wow. Yeah. How about stress-free Wes? He had DeChambeau and Cantley. But he had them both. He had them both. And Cantley. That's how you want to play it. Nice job, Wes Reynolds. Well done. Well done. Boy, Long Shots just continues to cash tickets. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's a good promo. We'll, we'll right? clip that. Yeah. That's right. Get that. Put that in the can. Is that is that the term? The can? Yeah, all right. Not That's the, the second can. of uh, three FedEx Cup playoff <laughs> events. You know what? One thing disappointed me, and I was talking with, uh, you know, Tim Dahlberg, the Associated Press columnist. Yeah, he lives out in uh, Boulder yeah. City here, right? Yeah. Just talking to him over the uh, – lives up in – you're at Neck of the Woods up in Summerlin, Summerlin? by the way. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was he, out in Boulder uh, City. 
we were talking about it yesterday. He's a big golf fan. I, we would both like to see more difficult courses when you get to a playoff format like this. Okay, these guys are playing for money. Obviously, there's a lot of money up for grabs. You don't have to set up the easiest course possible to make them all look great. 27 under par is a joke, Vinny, for a playoff event. 27, that's embarrassing to the PGA Tour. All right, so set up a more difficult course where you don't have 40 guys at 10 under or better. The course was just too easy, and that's the only thing that I disliked about the tournament is that uh, I'd like to see these guys challenged a little bit more. We all enjoy the U.S. Open, right, where sometimes yes. par can be a good score in a hole, and uh, I thought this was just this course was just way too soft for these well, guys. Well, when it's closer, when it's more challenging, it looks human, right? It yeah. gives us a little more, a little more hope, but... Uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm with you, man. When I when I when I turned it on yesterday, and I had it on delayed, and I, of course Saturday, uh, after we had played uh, out uh, at the Las Vegas Country Club, which I know we'll get to in a moment. That result, um, the you know the scores just kept. I'm thinking, is this right? Every time you looked at, or you, you got an update, it was just increasing. But mm-hmm. I was, and then yesterday. You know, 25, 22, 23, 25. I had Sam Burns, and uh, we were playing golf Saturday, and mm-hmm. one of the guys said, hey, Sam Burns is up to 17 under. Yeah. I said, okay, that's 50 great. 50 to 1. What well, is good. he now? Yeah. Eight strokes back at 17 under? <laughs> 57 uh, to 1. At uh, Dustin Johnson, yeah. uh, DJ, in a matchup over Spieth, which he won by nine strokes, mm-hmm. but DJ, 20 under, not even in contention to win this tournament. Uh, but there wasn't a historic three-peat over the weekend in the Westgate Superbook Golf Tournament, Vinny. Historic. He did get that word in it. Go ahead. And who won it, by the way? That's the V-Send team. That's right. Team. And who's the, the coach, general manager, uh, owner? I put together a good team. The key to success in life is to surround yourself with good people. No question, right. Matt. You've got to be you able to You've got to be able to recruit. You've got to be able to coach. You've <laughs> got to be able to adjust. <laughs> Speaking of 25 under, what did you guys shoot? 16 under 56, yeah. Uh, Four-man scramble. 16. And you're complaining about these guys. Come right. on. To uh, John Lyons, Joel Kajowski, John D. Simone, who's a frequent VSIN guest. Yes. And um, you, recruited, you recruited him off of my team from two years ago. Was he on your team? That's right, okay. two years ago. We finished second. Nick Bogdanovich bailed because of a hand injury, so JD was a late replacement. I did hit a 20 foot birdie putt on the last hole to get us to with 56 under, which, uh, or excuse me, 56, 16 under, which we believe. After talking with Jay Cornegay, might be a tournament record. I know you believe now, it. I heard, so at no the awards, I heard your name mentioned at the awards ceremony, and you're trying to be humble right now. But what, what, what did you win? We came in second. I was happy to say, what did we shoot? 64, yeah. I think. 64? I think it was 64. We had a good time. It was great. Hey, look, you know, in all seriousness, Matt, uh, historic course, a lot, of, a lot of history out there at the uh, Las Vegas Country Club here in the, uh, the center of town. In the uh, in the shadow of the uh, of the Westgate, and, not an uh, easy course. No, no, I, it's it's quite deceiving, especially right. especially when you play once a quarter, <laughs> like I do. But uh, no, it was uh, it was good. I thought uh, Jay Cornegay and, and his team over at the Westgate they put a great uh, great event together. It's good to see a lot of uh, colleagues, a lot of betters out there, and. Uh, because you you know yeah. you, you, it, just to, to unwind a little bit and before we we get into this uh, six months uh, this six month route that we're gonna get into uh, with uh, football basketball and everything so that uh, no, was good I enjoyed it and uh, a lot of stories of course 
uh, from Jay the does put club. on a great tournament. He does. He goes the Las Vegas Country there. Club there. Yeah. All right, let's talk baseball. Yeah. Giants and Dodgers entered Sunday with the best records in MLB, and both were shut out, Vinny. Uh, that does not happen too often. According mm-hmm. to Elias Sports Bureau, the first time the top two teams in baseball were shut out on the same day in August or later since September of 2011. That was the Phillies and the Yankees. And what makes it even more surprising is the Dodgers were playing the Rockies in L.A., and the Rockies have been horrific on the road. Awful. What happened to the Dodgers? How do you explain this one? They lost two out of three this weekend. Two them. out of three to the Rockies. Right, and you're, you know, they're still three games back of the uh, the Giants, and uh, the Giants uh, had a much Even after more winning those two road games, Vinny, the yeah. Rockies are 17-48 and 48 on the road. Matt, I, I can, yeah. Definitely surprising. Uh, I can tell you this, obviously, no shock here, right? The house needed the uh, the Rockies uh, in all three of those games against the Dodgers. I mean, that's a given, uh, especially when going up against the Dodgers. So, yeah, Matt, um, you know, big big favorites uh, sometimes go down. And uh, it, that's why professionals, Matt, they're not going to lay those favorites. They're not even going to put them in, in, in parlays and things like that. You're going to take – if you're going it, to – the game is either a pass – or you're going to take a shot with the dog. But again, uh, the uh, you know, a lot of betters who like to put those big favorites on baseball parlays. And uh, hey, man, for a while it was paying off. It was, you know, you bet some you know. big favorites. They were rolling. We were talking about favorites coming in day after day. Didn't happen over the weekend. Dodgers five zero. Losers to the Rockies, Antonio Sinzatella shut down the Dodgers. Two of three, Matt, though this week. Dodgers only three hits in yesterday's game in that five zero loss, and the Giants. Uh, like you said, also fell yesterday to the Braves, 9 nothing. Giants had only uh, five hits. Braves have been a hot baseball team yes. as well. All right, so let's look at uh, a couple games tonight. We'll start out here on the West Coast with the Dodgers and the Braves. And Julio Urias, the lefty going for the Dodgers. Drew Smiley for the Braves. Late start tonight, Benny, 7, 10 p.m. on the West Coast. Nice game. And Dodgers, big favorites. Nice game at uh, 7, 10 Pacific. Dodgers getting the betting attention so far. Looking, uh, Folks uh, looking for them to rebound after losing two or three uh, to the Rockies. Dollarady on the opener now sitting as two to one favorites. Uh, you're laying a nickel now instead of taking a nickel on the uh, opening run line. So minus uh, one and a half, minus 105. And the mm-hmm. total on the game sitting at nine under. Mm. Yeah, good game. These Braves are playing great, Matt, no doubt. Giants also play tonight on the West Coast. Yeah. Corbin Burns and the Brewers. This is a good matchup tonight. Another good game, Matt. With uh, the Brewers in San Francisco to face uh, Johnny Cueto and uh, Corbin Burns. You know is going to be the favorite in this one, Matt. Uh, another game too. So, so two playoff, uh, uh, two games with four playoff teams here. Uh, Giants getting uh, getting the betting attention as home dog coming off the road, uh, getting uh, the betting attention as uh, as home dogs here. The Brewers open a dollar forty now down seven cents to a dollar thirty three. Uh, total on the game sitting at seven and a half flat. No movement there. Minus a dime to the over. Minus a dime to the under. And uh, the Brewers plus a quarter. On the uh, on the run line in the National League, the Braves four and a half up on the Phillies in the East, and the Phillies in action tonight with uh, Zach Wheeler on the mound, and uh, Zach Wheeler favored against Josiah Gray and the Nationals in D.C. Jo- Josiah Gray, one of the uh, well, the main piece that came over mm-hmm. from the Dodgers in the <clears throat> Mad Max Scherzer, Trey Turner trade, and. Uh, Gray's got some promising traits, but again, he's going to be a dog to Zach Wheeler and the Phillies. Yeah, Matt, and the Phillies. But but I'll tell you this: this is a, this is a bet against Wheeler here, Matt. Uh, right now, 
uh, the Phillies a dollar forty-five. They opened a dollar ninety. This is all about the national. I'm I'm just telling. This is this is the way. This is a bet against the way uh, Wheeler's performance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the way he's been pitching of late, and and uh, again the Phillies, their defense is uh, is certainly their their Achilles. Uh, heel, but yeah, this game down forty-five cents off of the dollar uh, ninety overnight opener uh, total on the game, sitting at eight over, and uh, the Phillies only plus a nickel on the run line. Let's throw up those National League wild card standings again. So obviously, uh, in the division races, it's not always going to be that tight, but the wild card makes things a lot more interesting. Yeah. Like you said the Braves four and a half up. On the Phillies, the uh, Brewers have an eight and a half game cushion on the Reds. Wow. Giants. Two and a half on the Dodgers, but in the wild card, Dodgers right now uh, easily uh, into the into the playoffs, whether they win the division or not. The Reds mm-hmm. got that second spot. How about the Padres? A game and a half back, Cardinals three and a half, Phillies five, and Mets seven. So plenty of teams with uh, with hope there. But one team that's really got to pick it up is the Padres. Uh, they just got beat by the Angels, or two and eight in their past ten, and uh, the Padres. On the road tonight, it's Chris Paddock, the sheriff, against Tyler Gilbert and uh, Padres' big favorites in uh, Phoenix. Matt, they were look like a lock for the playoffs now. They've won three three of their last 16 games, Matt. They're, they're, Terrible. They're, they're Pathetic performance bad. by the Padres. And, down the, uh, the Padres, uh, uh, but they're getting the uh, the action tonight. $1.70 on the opener now, $1.80, Matt. Uh, folks going with uh, the Padres and Paddock. Nine to nine and a half. Vinny, one more game to get to here before we break. Yep. Teams in the wild card picture. Cardinals and Reds and Cincinnati in this game starts in less than an hour. Division game. Two to one now are the Reds off the dollar eighty opener, Matt. Total on the game, nine. Uh, went to uh, nine flat. And uh, the Reds, plus 105. On and that matchup line. is uh, Lester and Castillo in Cincinnati. All right, quick break. Uh, we come back. Brian Edwards is going to join us. We're going to talk uh, college football. Edwards has got a bunch of best bets for uh, this week in uh, college football. Stay tuned for that on My Guys in the Desert v the Esports Betting Network. 